Uh, the big story this week in the Waffle has been uh, the West Coast Eagles injury toll at AFL level and what that means for the game on Sunday between uh, East Fremantle and West Coast at Mineral Resources Park. Mitch can tell us the latest. Mitch, good morning. Morning, guys. How are we? Very good. Now, what is the latest? Will this game go ahead on Sunday? It will at this stage, yes. The uh, Eagles, I believe, have confirmed to the WA Football Commission they will be fielding a team. So this game is going to go ahead at Mineral Resources Park on Sunday. Are we starting to question the integrity of the Eagles waffle team, Mitch, with what happened last Saturday at Joondalup? 169-point margin to West Perth. Clearly, West Coast, without their AFL contingent, are going to struggle. And when they get players back, they'll be more competitive. Does this question, I guess, the fairness of the competition at the moment? I thought it was such an anomaly last year with the injuries and COVID and, you know, the way they, were com- they weren't competitive and then they beat South Fremantle when they had Nick Natanui and everyone was just, you know, it was it was sort of one of those years where you were like, oh, surely it can never happen again, you know? And But this year already, the first two games, they've just, again, injuries have hit and they've just been completely uncompetitive. And now they're going through what they're calling a list transition where they're going to have a lot of youngsters. You, you have to wonder if they're going to be competitive at all. So, look, this is a really interesting time and I'm, I'm not sure West Coast have completely got it right. You know, they'll say it takes time. Well, they've had since 2019 where they made finals. Yeah, they did, you know. So it can work for them. It just isn't at the moment. So it's a really interesting time. And you have to wonder where what they do and how they structure this. Because when they get injuries or suspensions or COVID or illness or all that sort of stuff, their depth is not there and they're uncompetitive. And at the weekend... It was really embarrassing to watch, to be honest. I was there at Joondalup, and it was it was embarrassing not only for West Coast, but for the waffle competition. Do we then... You, you mentioned that the, the injuries last year, and it happened again. Do we question what's the planning and, and, and uh, their pre-season? And, uh, are these injuries that are, you know, repetitive, or are these sort of uh, contact injuries and that so some ones that can't be avoided? So many of them, Wayne, unfortunately, this time are contact injuries, you know, like Harry Edwards has got a fractured wrist, you know, Jamie Cripps broke his ankle in the derby, you know, uh, Liam Ryan's ruptured hamstring was, I've never seen someone rupture a hamstring by falling, you know, four foot, you know, it was an incredible, you know, way to injure your hamstring. So, you know, I think about 10 of them are from contact injuries and then you've got, you know, Luke Shuey injured his hamstring, his, you know, he's has got a history of soft tissue injuries, Jeremy McGovern, his has to be at considered age. You know, Elliot Yo injuring his groin. You have to wonder if, you know, the pressure on that on his groin, given the injuries to his calves and hamstrings yeah. in recent years, if that was there. So there are some that are, you know, based on those soft tissue injuries, and there's a lot I think just based on those contact injuries that are just unavoidable. Is there pressure now, or will there be pressure that we go back to a, an alignment with uh, one other club? They're adamant they don't want to do that. And this is the thing. And they don't want to be aligned. There was significant problems with East Perth, the history of the club, you know. Then we've only just seen, look at them, East Perth are only just starting to come out of that now where they've got, um, you know, back to being competitive and, and where they hope to be, hopefully. And, and even at Peel, there's problems. You know, it, it works very well for Peel and Fremantle. But, you know, we saw Jackson Broadbent leave during the off-season. So there are, it's not perfect, the system. And, and West Coast have determined that they don't want it to happen. So should it happen and will it happen are probably two different arguments. I, I would argue that it probably should happen. And, and in, I think a perfect way to do it would be to go to Perth. But I don't think it's going to happen. 
I think it's as plain as a nose on our faces, Mitch. We can see that. Perth have struggled for a long time, don't have as much talent in their zone as some others. And with West Coast, it would form a logical merger. They share the facilities, not a merger, but an alignment. They share the same facilities there at Mineral Resources Park. And that way they can have a depth of talent because West Coast don't have a reserves team for their waffle side at the moment. And this is why we get to these situations, that they're calling on players from amateur football to fill in when they don't have their AFL talent. Yeah, they are. And, you know, and, and interesting, Jacob, if you ever look at the Waffle website, the West Coast injury list for their Waffle side is just incredible as well, you know. And some of their better Waffle players are on that list. You know, uh, Jared Garlett, the former Gold Coast, and Carlton forward, he's on there. Uh, Alec Waterman injured himself at the weekend. Harry Creasy, they're reigning fairest and best. So even the depth they do have is sidelined at the moment, which, you know, it's, it's an extraordinary situation in some ways. But... In others, yeah, look, like you said, maybe it could have been avoidable if they were aligned. But right now, it is, it's a tricky situation. And, and it's something I think, you know, there's a meeting today, I believe. I think it's something they have to look at in the next six months to work out how they're going to go. Because, you know, from the weekend, West Perth's percentage went from 75 to 245, roughly. You know, like, that, that, that could change a top four or five, sorry, position or a top three position. It's, it's incredible. Mitch Woodcock with us, sports journalist from the West Australian. What could change between now and Sunday, Mitch, for the game to be postponed? At the moment, it's going ahead. If West Coast don't have three AFL-listed players, will the game still be played? It will, yes. So um, I'll I'll admit to a mistake here. I thought that rule was enacted. Um, Apparently, that rule is only... I've been told and clarified um, that rule's only appropriate during COVID. It was a rule from last year. Um, So they, you know, don't have to have any... AFL list of players, I believe, and still have to field a team. So, you know, which is concerning because I think it's going to be an absolute belting regardless. But imagine that. So I think they'll have at least three, but I don't know. It, the injury list is getting worrying and, and really concerning. The only advantage is their emergencies that they take to Adelaide, given they play Saturday in the AFL, they can fly back Saturday night and play on Sunday. That is some good news. What about the broader conversation with the Waffle, Mitch? The first round was fantastic, great crowds, some good games of football, and then round two seemed a little flatter with that big result for West Perth and a number of the other games are fairly comfortable wins. East Perth are the, the good story, and um, unfortunately your Swans went down to my Sharks. Yeah, can you rather it in, Jacob? Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. No, it, it was an interesting round. You know, Perth were really disappointing. You know, the week before, um, I didn't see them. I've watched the highlights. You know, they kicked five goals then opening quarter against CBACO and were competitive from there on in, albeit only kicking another three, and then only kick one goal six against Peel. Uh, it's just really disappointing from their point of view. And you have, you know, they went in unchanged. And Peter German, you've got to love his enthusiasm to stick with the same side and and try and get them across the line. But they just didn't do it at all. You know, it, it's so disappointing. Um, Swan Districts and East Fremantle. Swan's got a lot of injuries, actually. I'm not making excuses, but they do, because East Fremantle do as well. And so I don't think either of those teams are at full strength yet. You know, East Fremantle get John O'Marsh back this weekend for that game against the Eagles from suspension, which is handy. Um, I think Michael Tassoni looks like he might have done his ACL, which is um, sad for him. I thought he was really developing across halfback. But, you know, they have still yet to get Ryan Lester-Smith back, who I think is a really important player. And Jared Jansen missed the weekend's game. For Swans, sounds like Aiden Clark did his hamstring in that game, which is really disappointing. He was actually in line to play state footy and probably was one of the more informed midfielders of the competition. So he's out. Um, they've also, you know, they haven't had Frank Anderson as a featured yet. As he comes back, he did his knee um, in 2021 and then 
last year, you know, missed the whole year and then hurt his hamstring in the lead up to it and was looking to play round one. Jackson McLaughlin, the um, new forward, former Geelong VFL co-captain, he is also injured himself and is yet to play. Um, you know, so they've got a few injuries there. So those two sides, I think, can, you know, really get a lot better. And like you said, the team of the round, pretty much for me, I thought was East Perth, you know, defeating a team like Subiaco, Subiaco, I'm not sure where they're at at the moment. They're an interesting team. But I think for a team like East Perth to defeat a hardened team like Subiaco, regardless of where they're almost at, I think it's a really important win for them. I I question where they're going to keep their goals from. And, you know, for Nick, Bonnet, Nick Bonamelli, um, oh, sorry, yeah, for Nick Bonamelli to kick that many goals every week, I'm not sure he's going to do it. Um, and I just question where they're going to get their goals from. Sam Van Diemen's a good player, but... Their midfield does have to kick a lot of goals, so I, I, I want to see them against a really good side with a solid defence that's going to hold them strong, but their midfield with Crown, Schumacher, Scott, Brayshaw, and Scott Jones rucking to them is just a fantastic midfield and probably one of the best, if not the best, in the waffle. Now, both of you mentioned it maybe been a bit flat last weekend. I mean, you had gather round and there was no AFL games there, so if when you look back on the weekend, did the Maybe the clubs and and the, the commission missed a trick by having all the games on at the same time. That maybe you could look at it next time and try and spread them out to 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 attract more crowd. Well, actually, Wayne, I have a I have a theory about um, the gather round. I think the waffle need to take inspiration from it during the AFL's gather round, um, and they need to go to Optus Stadium and say we're going to have back to back games here, but they're going to be blockbuster games. So I reckon what they should have done is they should have had two games at Optus Stadium on Saturday, one in the Arvo, one under lights. One of them could have been, right now, East Fremantle don't have a home ground, so they could have had East Fremantle's home ground Fremantle Derby there, which would have attracted a massive crowd. And maybe you could have had, um, you know, an East Perth, West Perth game beforehand. But I reckon they should have taken advantage of an empty Optus Stadium, you know, tried to get a real big crowd to one of those games. And then, like you said, also spread some of those other games out um, across the weekend. Maybe have one on Sunday and maybe one on Friday night. But yeah, I, I also wonder how many people were just infatuated by gather round and wanted to sit at home and watch as much AFL as possible. Yeah, it was a talking point. And Scott Baker was with us on Monday and he said that the clubs want to play Saturday afternoons at 10 past two and the fans like the fact that the games are on at that time. So maybe there's not enough interest from the, the clubs and the, the fans of those clubs as well. Mitch, got to keep moving, but we can read your work in the West Australian and online, thewest.com.au. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. That's Mitch Woodcock uh, from the West Australian. As uh, I just mentioned, uh, head to the website and head to the West Australian newspaper to read Mitch's work across AFL and Waffle.